Hello and welcome to Getting Real with Lee and Lily. This is your co-host Lee and Lily on Anchor, and this is where this is a show where no subject will be left on the table, and we will be guided by the Holy Spirit. And Lee and, and I'm saying Lee and Lily will open a prayer. Yes, so let's start our prayer today. Let's invite the Holy Spirit to be with us in this conversation. Heavenly Father, we pray to you. Me and Lee, we're excited about this topic because we love healthy families, healthy children, so they can get our future, give us a bright future. Holy Spirit, guide us, be in this conversation. Let all the glory go to God. Let everything we speak talk about God, help families, um, raise children. And thank you, God, for everything you have done for us. Thank you for everything you have given us. Thank you for our kids, our family, and everything we got. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. 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 Thank you, lovely, for that. So last episode, guys, we spoke about blended families. And today, we're going to continue on, on that topic with family. So today's topic will be about, Lydia, we're talking about how we need to raise our kids in the presence of God. So Lydia has a verse that we to open up with, and that is Proverbs, I believe, right? Yes, Proverbs 22, 6. Um, you know how it is, this computer. Okay, give me one second. It is, um, train up, train a child in the way that it shows of God. Sorry, I had to redo that one one time. Give me one second, let me catch on my marbles. Here you go. Train up a child in the way that he should. When he is old, he will not depart from God. All your children should be taught by the Lord and and shall be the peace of their children. Amen. So, amen. <laughs> yes. So what so, that I, means... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're excited about this topic. We both want to talk about it because it's a great topic. Because we're pumped and the Holy Spirit is going, so we're excited. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna write down. Okay, hold. Where's my pencil? Okay, I'm gonna edit this part out. This is here we go. Let's just all over again. <laughs> You know what, when we do things like this, it's funny and it's cute and it makes the person that's watching feel like that. You don't, if we keep going, we just keep going. Yeah, we gotta keep going. Like, yeah, guys, we yes. are so excited. Like, we have so many ideas for the topic because me and Lily are both in blended families and we've gone through so much. So go, go ahead, Lily, you got this. <laughs> so, um, what this means is always raise your children with God first. Let Teach them, to, you know, how the first five are the core memories of a child. We have to implement in a child God. God is the center. God is the reason. And to keep going. And like that, whenever they grow up and you're not around them, that they can go and lean on God in the Bible. And they can fight the good fight. And they can become strong, strong men and wise women so we're putting god first this is what this proverbs 22 is saying because yeah. a lot of times like me and we we have been discussing like being in a blended family and being even in traditional families how can we as parents right protect and guide our kids the right way and we both discussed like um we had we've been in fa- situations where the other party did not disclose certain information about a situation and then we are in like putting situations where we're like okay 
we don't we never love it but we were like you know what we have to learn from that we have to be parents and mothers to tell our children exactly what's going on around the world and what goes on in our relationships and in our lives because if we shout our kids from the truth then when situations occur they have no idea how to handle situations you know so i'm going to talk about something that um, i have recently gone through not recently about like, uh, seven years ago so my my husband right now when i met him he was eight eight months separated from his wife at that time so he wasn't divorced yet so when we started dating i met his kids a few months later and i found that he never told his kids that they were divorced and this put me in such a precarious situation because i was already single for a year prior to dating him so to find out that he never even told his kids the truth that they were divorced made it look like i was the other woman and i know i think like i think a famous couple that went through a very similar situation also lily was um alicia keys because her story is very similar to ours and I, and i think about it right and because you know um my husband and his ex-wife now his ex-wife now did not tell the kids what was going on the kids were thrown into a whirlwind of emotions and that really affected how my relationship with my kids were with his kids and it caused a lot of conflicts and, and unfortunately there was hatred involved there was jealousy because now it's like his kids felt like my kids were taking over their place in their father's life which wasn't the case right and i feel like if they had handled the situation differently and told the kids hey our relationship is ending me and mom are going to get divorced explain what a divorce is why divorces happen and then you know so the kids were not just taken by surprise you know and with that situation sadly it was the foundation of how me uh, how my children and their children were going to be now seven years later they are closest they are closest ever the five of them are close and then the one that keeps them together is the one that yeah, me and Hector had you know a little one but before that it took us a long time to get there and it was all because like the route the route a lot of parents take is not to tell the kids the truth of what's happening i was a parent my kids were two and three when their dad passed away i let them know like your father's no longer here he passed away i had conversations about this so they were aware i always had conversations about when i was dating you know other guys like this is who i'm dating right now you know he's he you know he could possibly be your father i'm 100 sure yet but i still have conversations that was like that and i also sometimes have arguments in front of my kids so my kids know that conflict is normal within relationships a lot of times parents try to hide conflict from the kids and then when conflict arises in adult life they have no idea how to um attack that situation or how to handle a problem that might um, pop up in you know their relationship as the adults and because as parents sadly well i'm not gonna say me but a lot of parents sadly don't expose their kids to that because they try to create this perfect world around the kids and be like oh nothing happens we are perfect parents and when you do that you actually hurt the child instead of like how they talked about in proverbs training your child with god and making them aware that life is not always going to be perfect and sadly that kids do that right lily Yeah. I mean, a lot of parents do that. <laughs> a, a lot of see um something I we were given children for God. They are they belong to God. We mm-hmm. are given to uh show them God to feed them and to make them strong and a wise manners. But basically God, teach them God, the truth, patience, love. And a lot of kids, a lot of parents they want to shelter the kids, but they are doing more damage to them because they're not ready for the real world. or they don't know how to deal with conflict 
they don't know how to deal with situations because they've never been exposed to none of that. So they run away. They can't have. A, they can't be good husbands. Like they're men. They can't be good husbands because they don't know how to deal with any type of situation because they've never been exposed. If they're a woman, they're they're going to be self-centered and unable to deal with a husband because they've never dealt with any type of situation. I'm not saying tell a two-year-old divorce and all these random things. No, but if something is happening, you should be able to express to your child with loving words and with God, everything that's going on. They, they have a right. They're individuals. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're little ones, but they are individuals. Imagine... The little kids, like your 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 kids, they they had a perfect home in their eyes, and then all of a sudden you showed up. It was devastating. It was so scary for them, you know. Um, they were not ready for that. So all the no, anger that they probably carry, you know, all this is going to be a situation that they're going to have to deal as grownups. And even if their mom is not dealing with them, they're going to be traumatized. Where their marriage is already messed up. It's, you know what I'm saying? They haven't even started, and they're already. And you know, and, and the way you just put it, you're absolutely right because, like, th- their mother sadly she couldn't let go of you know who I'm with right now, you know, and she put them in a lot of situations where they they didn't deserve to be because why they she they refused to tell the kids the truth, you know, they try to paint this pretty picture like oh you know your dad's gonna come back you know it's not gonna work out you know oh, you know honestly I have no idea what she said but by her actions I could tell that the kids were holding on to hope. You know, like, remember like the last episode you said, sometimes like your kids want to have the, the mother and father back together. But if you don't tell them that things happen and, you know, relations don't always work out, they have this fairy tale in their head. Like, oh no, mom and dad are meant to be each other. They, you know, they're meant to be together because they, they had us and this is going to be, but not realizing you actually hurting the child. So I know like how you said that they're, they're, uh, and I, you know, so I think about it, like I know my, uh, the way my, uh, my stepson is, he really into girlfriend and stuff like he's only 13. But the way he is, I'm so afraid that he's gonna carry that with him into his relationship because they haven't really attacked that problem. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, how, like this will happen. Yeah, they haven't healed, and I can see like how they are and how they act because even like I lived away from them for two years. You know, we were trying to get moved to Miami, and when they saw me, like I talked about last week, when they saw me, they were so excited to see me. But then when they went back to their mom two weeks later, they came back to visit us again for the summertime, and they just hated me all of a sudden. So I know the mother created more damage than she needed to, because she now she's like, oh, she's here and she's taking my place. You know what I'm saying? And she put she's putting adult issues on these kids, and not realizing it's causing damage for their future relationships, their future decisions, their future everything. And why? Because God's not in the center. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. And exactly, this is where I'm talking about. That is a perfect example not to do. We are our children are not ours. God, they they have a purpose. They are here for something. We don't know who they. We don't know if they're going to be the next creators of that create a a cure for um, cancer. You don't know if they're going to be the next president. You don't know (laughs) if they're going to be the president. You don't know if they're going to start a new thing in this world of saving people. You, we don't know who they are. And the reason why the the enemy wants these parents to damage these kids is because the devil has been studying these kids. And he does mm-hmm. know the potential on them. So that's the reason why he puts so much problem on the mom to put on the kids. See, sometimes you think as a mom or as a woman, damaging these kids. This is why you feed them, you show them God, you show them the love of God, the patience. You gotta let them go. You cannot with it. What is it called? 
manipulate when you manipulate a child you're like doing witchcraft on them you're yep. already trying to control their life yeah yes yep. you can tell them college is good university is good but if the child somewhere else you don't know what it's going to be you're going to make him get stuck in a certain place when his potential was supposed to be something greater than life itself see don't exactly. lean on your own understanding it's not just the cute burst you hang on a wall don't you know what i mean this is for our kids raising them mm-hmm. um, you know like i i i i have kids and they're all going all over the place and god has multiple times because I tried to manipulate certain situations. I tried to cry so they can act a certain way and do a certain thing. And God told me, no, stop doing that. I'm talking to them in their ear. I'm whispering in their ear. I'm working so much. I'm trying to guide them up to a certain direction. Then you come with your opinions thinking, oh, I'm doing what's right for my kid. And you're messing up everything I've been working on for the last six months because I'm trying to get them to learn a lesson. I'm trying to get them to overcome their weaknesses. I'm working on them. So see, God has a perfect plan mm-hmm. for each one of us. And we as parents, human parents that don't know the future, that don't know their heart that don't know their potential are trying to mold them <laughs> that is not our job <laughs> our no job feed them our job is to feed them to keep them healthy to keep their environment their base healthy and to give them to god and teach them about god so when they're in the middle of this conflict that's a fight at the at the mall they're at school where somebody's bullying them they know how to handle it they know how to mm-hmm. god what should I what would Jesus do you know kind of thing <laughs> exactly and you know it's so funny you said it because I'm in the process where now my sons have just they're about to my oldest intern into high school and I'm already talking about you need to go to college you need to do this you need to do that because you know they are both um, military recipients because of their dad so they have a lot of like um, good opportunities you know being a, a you know a survivor you know their little survivors always they um you know their father their people bloodline so i'm in the process like you have to go to college you have to do this you have to you know figure it out but i'm also telling them at the same time choose what you want to do in college i'm not telling them you need to be, be doing the business you need to do this i'm telling them choose what makes you happy because at the end of the day whatever you're majoring i'm not going to be the one you know over there you have to talk the talk you have to do it you know so i'm pushing them that direction and sometimes like like, like how you just say i'm like oh my god i think i'm being too much because i'm trying to i'm trying to mold them into something where i know they need to go but at the same time i'm i'm also might be hindering their purpose that god has in their life you know because i'm like okay and i'm just thinking about it i'm like let's just sit there and listen to him like oh my god i think i'm doing that right now with my older son and he's probably looking at me like mom we're talking about this right now <laughs> you know <laughs> but it's like we have, have to plant the seed and I, and that's what as parents we have to plant the seeds but we also have to put god in the seed as well god is the main seed and we have to co- continue to water it and that's why i'm giving him a bible to read i keep telling him like you need to start reading the bible you need to open it up and he's asked me he asked me asked me last year to save him he's like mommy can i you know can i know jesus like how you know jesus well one day we're driving cars and then I, you know, I, I said, okay, this is, I, I did a little prayer, like, you know, you give yourself to, you know, Jesus Christ, you're taking the Savior, he did that. But now I have to go there also mold and plant and water and fertilize the seed that's grown. Not to talk about college, college and girls, you know, try, see if you're going to get ready to date and stuff like that. Because I'm, I'm at the stage where I literally started crying last week, Sunday. And I was like, I'm crying, thinking, oh my God, my son's about to go to college. And I'm, I, he's not even there yet. But I'm ready to get into those emotions. But at the same time, am I, you know, am I watering the right, you know, am I planting the right seeds by doing that, you know? Because God is everything. We never know what our kids, the purpose they're going to be in their life. And that's why we as parents, we have to tell them what's going on in our life, plant the right seeds, 
because we are not perfect we have to like we have to realize we are not gods to our kids we are on the same level as god's children but obviously we are low or have a low authority because we are the guiding light you know besides jesus christ besides the holy spirit besides god god gave us the the responsibility to guide them on the right path but at the same time we cannot manipulate them to be what we think they should be because they have to go on god's purpose and we have to just continue to plant the right seed fertilize at the right time and it's, it's a learning process it is a learning process but at the same time it also cannot keep them from the truth what life is really about yeah. and not make yeah. our problems their problems <laughs> you know their burdens yeah. yes because you're because i think that the, the enemy trying to use the parent control and power to hurt him because mm-hmm. he knows what the potential that kid is going to have what what yep. can who who he's going to be what like you know what i mean how do you know he's not an abraham how do you know he's not a how do a you Moses. know like yeah, <laughs> how do you know he's not a Moses? So how do you know yeah. yeah how do you know so you are going to be like you're going to set his limits to a doctor that's all yep. you know that's your understanding as a human parent or me but god for eternal and more. So we don't know we don't know where he wants to take them. So that's why sometimes we tell them, we recommend, you know, education is the best, you know, you want easy like money. Money is not everything, but it makes life yeah. easier. You know, we have to give tithe, we have to help others. So money is important, education is important, but what is God calling you to be? This is why was it a little you have to um you know, God says be like child-minded. So I like mm-hmm. that one. I always I have always pictured how I see it since I was a little kid. I always pictured like the, you know the little looney tunes with the little angels on one shoulder and the little devils on the other shoulder. I've always pictured it like that. So I always feel like when there's a neg- a bad thought, I'm like, "Ooh, the devil's talking to me." And when there's a good thought, I picture like it's God. And that is a stupid way of putting it, but it, it that is a way it's that the most simple way. The simplest mm-hmm. way, yes, that like you need to start seeing it like that. See, uh, both want your your child, and one of them, they both know your child's max abilities, and it's more mm-hmm. than we can understand. So it's like we gotta let the God, you need to, we need to let the Lord be the center of your children. We gotta. That's why we, as kids, as fathers, we don't want our kids to start idolizing. Idolizing. I know a lot of parents are like this. They want their kids to be theirs. You're my peace, you're my joy, you're my world, you're my god. No, they're just your children. They have a purpose, they have a life. They're and also a lot of parents are seeing their kids as burdens because mm-hmm. everybody wants to be the supermodel on Instagram and beautiful and their kids are just an extra load. They they, they so want to leave. They just want to leave with the grandparents 3 4 days a week and they're too much for them. And that's sad too because that happens too. Those are kids yeah. that are burdened and they should not. They're putting a spirit on those kids and the devil's whispering on their ears and you're already damaging them. Yeah, uh, but... another, uh, <laughs> yeah, so it's just a whole bunch of God has given us a precious thing to do. And that yep. gets those kids to become adults. Good and adults. I, and I know and I know some of the, I can't remember the, I think it's in in equations a lot. It says that there's a time and place for everything. There's a time to sleep, a time to wake, there's a time to sow, there's a time to reap, right? So the same goes for us as parents. We have to know the timing and how we let the kids know what's going on in our lives and also a time to let go. When they when they enter some stage of right now my kids are teenagers and I have to learn how to let go. 
I cannot be their protective mother because eventually they're going to become adults and they have to be responsible for their decisions. But at the same time, you know what I'm saying? I have to guide them to make the right decisions. So I have to also, it's everything about timing, guys. My dad used to say to me all the time, the time and place for everything, don't rush anything. And God even said that it's like you have to listen to him and he will guide you on how you say a situation to your kids, how to explain to them and how and when to let go. Because sometimes these parents, you have the mama boys and the, and the, and the, and the daughters that are freaking stuck to their fathers because they haven't let their kids go and be adults, you know, because you haven't allowed them to see what's going on. So they keep them in the bubble. And then when they get into relationships, they get like they get uh, faced with all these dilemmas and all these situations and they have no idea how to handle it because you as a parent have not let go of your child sometimes they, like mothers and fathers still want to keep their kids like oh they, they're still my little babies but when they're teenagers they are growing through they're going through so much emotion and so much like that themselves trying to get to know themselves and that's also a time you have to learn to let go and let them become who god wants them to be so timing is everything <laughs> you know, I don't know why they came to my mind, but timing is everything. And that's the one thing my dad always told me. There's a time and place for everything. Don't rush it. You know? Oh, yeah. Yes. And I'm going to give it, if you give it an example of your child, I'm going to give you an example of my daughter. Be in, um, she's probably going to hate me, but be in my daughter, in mine, since we had a really rough oh, no, dad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, we had a rough dad, me and my four sisters. So we struggled a lot with um, daddy issues, which that made us hate men, not have respect for men or ourselves. So we were always in a lustful, uh, chasing guys uh, at the clubs, the ones on the um, dancing on the pool and having fun and thinking that was fun. So then we gave our life to Christ. And then I was like, oh, I don't want my daughter to go through it. Because I, I know about the fa- chain, you know, the family curses. And I know what mama does, your daughter's probably going to do. You know, I, that was mm-hmm. real, real to me. So when my daughter was eight, uh, I think she was 17, she started dating her husband. And he was a Christian guy, so good, loved her, spoiled her, um, was respectful. I remember when he started dating her, he's like, before I even ask her to date me, can can I have permission uh-huh. from you to date her and then I haven't even told her hand I just want permission from you first um, yeah. <laughs> when he was going to ask her to marry her he rented the whole church he got the whole church saying to her in front of her family and he was like the per- like the perfect what was yeah. my advice I was like I know you're 17 18 gonna be 18 but you know he is perfect you will not sin you will not be lustful you're gonna be perfect he's Christian, he is an awesome kid. And what did I do? I I, I was trying to protect her. <laughs> do you see what I was doing there? Yeah, you trying to you trying to you trying to manipulate to make sure you do. I was, I was I was manipulating everything. First of all, she's seventeen. She's coming for advice to me. I should have said, it. go talk to God. <laughs> go talk yeah. to God. Talk to God if you're ready. And God tells you in your heart you're ready, then go. No, instead I said, he is a good catch. He trips, he has money, he's a Christian, he takes care of you, he spoils you, you're his princess. You know what I'm saying? And, and I was seeing exactly. what, I sh- what I should have done as a Christian mother was, daughter, go fast, go talk to God, go get yourself 30 days and speak to God if you're having questions. But instead, exactly. I wanted her to have a perfect life, you know? Who, who's not going to want that for their daughter? <laughs> you know, like, exactly. So, yeah. now, now she fell out of love and broke his heart. And now she's all lost. She wants to go all over the world and 
party and it's you know she did so much damage to herself and to him and really mm-hmm. who is to who is to blame like you know yeah I thinking I was being a good mom but who is to blame you know like it was none of my business this is a child of god i should have told her go pray with god go speak to god go go hear from god open your bible see that's that's what i'm saying that's where i'm trying this is where the experience that i get what i'm saying i don't just mm. say things i just think you know like god told me you know i, I would have talked to her i would have got you know but instead i would have yeah, been like this is a good guy dude look at him he spoils you he buys you everything he gives you the money they were dating and he would give her his money his account fix her credit got her (laughs) you know what I mean you know what I mean yeah to us it seems like the perfect route oh yeah be a doctor oh yeah get here get out of the way it's God let him talk to God let him yes we tell them the best and hopefully when they were one through five we gave them a security we gave them confidence we gave them God we gave them um right and wrong so when they're adults they can remember the basis and then they're able to make good decisions because if you baby that kid and he's still 20 still wearing diapers because you're unable to trust them what the mm-hmm. heck he's not gonna be able to make no choices he's gonna be getting girls all messed up you know he's just not he's yeah not. trust me like i have another example <laughs> My sister's gonna hate me for this, but her ex-boyfriend, because the parents, right, didn't raise him correctly. He's freaking 38, still sitting his ass at home and refuses to pay child support for my niece. And he got so mad at the judge for giving my sister full custody, he does not want to see my niece at all. He has like he has abandoned her. Why? Because the mother did not allow him to be an adult. When he turned like, you know, when he 18, 19, she still shouted at him and paid for everything, kept him home and allowed him to be home. And not... I think he turned 39 this year, if I remember correctly. But because of that, you know what I'm saying? They, sh- they shouted at him. And sadly, we as parents cannot do that. We have to let our kids fly when it's their time to fly. And I remember listening to a gospel song by Kurt Franklin. Like if uh, something about like the basis I got from song is if you keep your kids too sheltered, they will never learn to fly. And then when you pass away, what are they going to be? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You cannot we're, we're, do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's they're, they're not good individuals. They they can't even carry yeah. their own weight because you never taught them. Exactly. They don't know how to. They don't know how to. And it's so sad in my sister's situation. Even though like I haven't spoken for a while, but. It said when I heard, you know, what my dad was telling me and I was like, what kind of man is that? You know? And he influenced my sister not to for her to grow because he's like, oh no, my mother got it, you know, I got my mother pays all the bills blah, blah blah. But so they were together for I believe like eight years, right? And in those eight years she finally got herself like a little job whenever, but he is a man, is still not a man. He is still sitting behind at home and refusing to work because why? He thinks his mother's always going to be there to pay all the bills. But she did not allow him to grow, you know? And as as parents, we cannot do that to our kids. We cannot hinder their growth. We cannot be there and be like, oh no, you know, like some like he's a definite mother's boy. You cannot do that to your child and keep him as a mother. And I got boys, I cannot do that. I cannot see my sons. How how are they gonna be a good husband for the, the for their wife if I'm not teaching them a tool of how to be adults already from the age of now they 14, 15. We have yeah. to We have to expose our kids to certain situations and certain things that happen and prepare them for life. Because if we don't do that, 
what are we doing? We're failing God's word. God gave us our kids for a reason. There's a reason why, you know, sometimes I think, why was I placed in this family? You know, because when I was going to myself, my dad and my, my mother, but then God was like, I placed you there because you need to learn certain skills for me, for your purpose I placed in your life. Before I put you in your mother's womb, I gave you a purpose. Mm-hmm. And, and as parents, we need to know that our kids are given the same the same treatment that God had, had that God gave us, you know. So we have to know they are put into our kids are given to us as rewards. I think that's one of the verses I was reading that God that we our kids are a reward to us, right? I think it's Psalm four, and basically we are we cannot hinder their growth because God placed us. Yeah. He chose us to be their parents. That, you know, and we he knew that we had the certain tools for their purpose to grow them, but we have to go to God and say, God, you know, a lot of times I never know this. When you have a child, you should begin your child. As soon as you have give birth, say, My child belongs to you. So yeah. God can come into their life and start growing in them. And we need to continue talking about Jesus, talking about God, talking about Holy Spirit. We have to do that and help our kids along the way and mm-hmm. expose it. Because if we don't, we're going to end up with like. <laughs> Like my sister's boyfriend. I don't and I don't want I don't want to sound like that. I cannot imagine having my son at home at 38 years old, still living with me, and has never lived life and not taking care of responsibilities. I will be so devastated in myself. I will disappoint God. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Because God like He gave you something, you know? Yeah. Cause I I think that what happens there is, you know, the commandment one of the commandments is honor your father and your mother so that you will live. So a lot of parents take advantage of that and they wanna become their gods. Yep, and it's like no, that's not what it says. Don't take advantage. You're supposed to, they're supposed to honor you, but the number one, you should only add a life one, one, one father. And and actually, God know. says in the Bible, you should not call nobody else father but me. Yep. So, yeah, that's, it's, it's once, you hit, yeah. once you start, once you start growing up, that's your brother and sister. We're all trying to survive. We're all trying to get her to God. Because see, um, God, we have purpose. We all have purpose. And I don't. I, I I know I always talk about the enemies, but here I go again. <laughs> here we go again. There we go again. It's little, so aware that we have no knowledge that he's overtaking us. So this is why I talk about it because he's so little. But if you don't have the knowledge, you're gonna get. It's gonna be too big for you. See, oh, let me. And before you begin, before you uh, um go with that, let me tell you why Lily says he's little. By the way, because. This is what I always say, right? God made the devil. People are like, what you mean? And I found it. It's in Isaiah 54, verse 16, that he created the destroyer. You actually can read that, that Bible, right? Uh, that verse. So if God created the destroyer, like he created Isaac, which made the devil is on the same level as he has no power, then that's why he says he's little because he's powerless just like we are. And that's why we have to go to God. So just like he answers, like we answer to God, so is the devil. <laughs> you know? Yes. 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 So... Yeah, so God created him. So God can take him out in a heartbeat. Yeah. That's what I mean. He's so little. But he leaves him there because we are free of choice to love God. So the temptation, he lets it happen. He don't let it. He just wants us to love him and choose mm-hmm. him. He says, you have, you can choose between life and death. Choose life. So he's telling you right there. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a test, but he gave you the answer. Yeah, enemy, and that's death. Choose me. I'm life. Life. Choose me. So, the the enemy is watching us. He knows our kids' potentials. He knows. You know how many of all these adults 
were meant to be leaders and they couldn't become because the devil put a little trauma in their lives and he messed with their minds so much that they got traumatized and now they aren't able to, they're frozen they can't mm -hmm. live their potential they can't move because the little situation that they could not overcome and the only thing they had to say was either forgive somebody say i'm sorry say i forgive you say um i, I choose not to listen to you enemy because a lot of people don't want to talk about the enemy we don't want to talk about it, it uh, no. oh we don't care We, it's not that gives me chills it's creepy I don't want to talk about it it's uncomfortable okay you don't want to talk about it but yet you will wear a bracelet with an eye you don't want to talk about it but you wanna, you want to buy the little re the rocks the mm -hmm. energy rocks you don't want to talk about it but you have candles and sayings that burn to certain idols you don't want to mm -hmm. talk about it but you want to um, go to a tar reader you want to go to a palm reader you want to go to a psychic but you don't want to talk about it so you know what you're doing is you're letting these energies are the enemies mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah the enemy has power the enemy remember Moses when the he was telling the people let the people go and then the the, the leaders would make the same the um, Moses would do a miracle and then the other people would make a miracle remember they have power and it looks like God but it's not And a lot yeah. of people get deceived because the devil's studying you since you're a little child and is ready to attack you and take all the potential you got because he doesn't want us to win because he wants to keep us little. He wants to keep us in fear and worry and confusion. Yeah. Afraid. That's his job. Because and I think that's his job. Like, the thing is, I put on, like, that's the enemy's job. But our job as followers of Jesus Christ is to, like, have a claim our authority he's giving us and talk against that. You know what I'm saying? And once you start talking and know your power, the 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 enemy he, he shows so small and leaves you alone. You know, but he always comes, he always come and test you. But you have to know your authority. And we as parents have to teach our kids that they have authority over the enemy. You know? Yes. Yes. And that's where I'm going. So once you know you have an enemy and he wants your child's soul, all your children, you have to talk to them. And I'm not saying scare them about the boogeyman or the no, real. The devil does not come like a monster. The devil does not come under your bed. The devil is going to come to you in money. The devil is going to come to you in a pretty girl. The devil is going to come to you in sin. And this is where you talk to the, your children. Child, you have authority. Oh, I hope it didn't Lily over there. So she was saying that we have authority over over the devil you know and we have to learn them we have to teach our kids how to do that you know so i don't know what happened to the guys i think she lost her connection or something's gone over there but we need to have authority over our teach our kids how to have authority over the enemy and a lot of times we as parents do not even realize the authority we have over the enemy as well and that's why reading the bible is so so important right you have to know your bible 